We need like some sexy music. I'm nervous. Please remain seated. You are now entering the nerd bunker. Hello and welcome to what is the ninth episode of the Nerd Bunker podcast. I'm Michael and tonight I'm joined by Hayley. Hello. Tis I. You right? <laughs> yeah, not bad. Episode nine. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. That's nine, nine weeks of doing this. It's crazy. <sighs> what would you get for nine weeks? Not armed robbery. Breaking in at the ring? Uh, I don't know. You're the prison mm. service girl. <laughs> I'm a good boy. <laughs> bit of cannabis i don't know <laughs> nine weeks it's not long <laughs> sorry tax evasion i don't know tax eva- oh no they lock you up for that mm. open prison though easy peasy I-, I disrupted your vibe carry on bringing us down no you're all right then yeah 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 all is well all is well fine and dandy just had our wondrous leader on the tv telling us uh good old bonzo that soon we'll be able to go out and party hit them conventions oh yeah totally didn't even think about that let us just take a moment when is the uk games expo supposed to take place don't know actually well if it takes place after the 21st of june and doesn't clash with my holiday and everything in goes according to plan that is when all our social distancing measures are kaput so it would be normal i think the only did they say only things well, like nightclubs might not be open, so I know it's not a nightclub, but it does get a bit squishy in there, doesn't it? I'd hope they do restricted, not restricted numbers, but mm. not such a crazy layout. I don't know how comfortable I'd feel about that. According to the Oracle that is no. Google, the UK Games Expo is Friday the 30th of July to the 1st of August. <sighs> oh, flip me neck. Flip me neck. Might be a bit close. You know, when we went, when was it? 2019. I've got my pass here for the YouTube viewers only. <laughs> that was my ID don't, badge. Don't, don't get us a copyright strike with this music. <laughs> oh, I don't think my singing's going to get a copyright strike. Oh, 2019. When we went, right, my legs ached so much. I have no idea how I managed to drive us home because they were like lead. And every time I was pressing pedal, there were no bending my knee. It was just like solid because they're all walking. That's the, the joys of a convention. Oh, yeah. We'll uh, investigate that. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Cosplay. Actually, oh, my God. Right. I'm just like totally knocking down the usual setup of this episode. <laughs> I actually had an idea for my first cosplay and it's, you know, I told you I've been watching this totally awesome program called Alice in Borderland. Um, there's a male character, a baddie, um, and it's quite easy. Um, it just wears like um, cut off combats and a black vest and like a, a zippy hoodie that's got the sleeves ripped off. But he has this totally mental tattoo art on his face and his arms. He's also a skinhead, but I'm not willing to go and down that road or wear <laughs> one of them rubber cap things. So I thought I'd just like scrape my hair back. And he's got a massive, I don't know what the proper word is, but you know, like the samurai sword, but the, re- the really long one. Is it a katana? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, the really long one. So he's got one of them. And if anybody would have watched the programme, they totally get it from these tattoos. So, oh, that might be a challenge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i've just set myself up for failure we'll post anyway sorry on instagram carry on <laughs> yeah you've thrown me now i'm sorry i asked if you were all right very well thank you how are you i'm all right thank you okay <laughs> <laughs> what you been doing <laughs> what you been doing this week tell me tell me tell me um what are we doing um not a lot <laughs> <laughs> you'll like this not a lot, but you'll like it. Who said that? Just tell me to shut up. I've been a pain in the ass. I've muted you. <laughs> um, no, what have I done? I've played in a one-shot D&D game on Wednesday with yourself and a few others. Oh, me? I've watched, get this, I watched a film. Jesus Christ, when did you find time to do that? No, it wasn't Jesus Christ. It was, um, <laughs> it was called 
Judy and Punch. Right. Tell me more. How to describe it. It's a um, kind of an origin story of Punch and Judy. Mm-hmm. But it's not at the same time. It's it's an Australian film. It's really a bit weird. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. Um, it's set in this sort of fictional England. So that a town they're in is called Seaside, but it's set in the middle of the country so there's no sea anywhere near it and it's it's hard to describe it's kind of one of these period films but it's really mixed in with modern music yeah and i 100 percent recommend it if you want to work on npcs for role-playing games because you look at it and you can almost imagine everyone's backstory Mm. or all the characters yeah it's quite a people-y thing but it's really good it also addresses the abuse to women. I say the old wife battering bonk, bonk, bonk. <laughs> yeah. Well, Which is rather entertaining when you're a child, so... Yes, I don't know, I suppose so. I laughed. You don't really understand what's going on then, do no, you? No, no, of course you don't, of course you don't. But, um, yeah, basically, I don't think it's going to spoil too much, is he knocks Judy off. What? She's not dead, and she comes back for revenge. Okay, but yeah, it's 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 a really good film. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, what's that on? Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay, I, I'd give it a, a hearty eight out of ten. Cool. Uh, I'm still reading Dark Harvest. Mm-hmm. Chapter a night. It seems to be dragging on a bit now. Story's got a bit more interesting. Yeah, giving me a couple of ideas for future role playing scenarios. You you have inspired me a little bit when you said um, like you read a chapter a night because I like a lot of people when I go to bed I seem to find I've got my phone in my hand and I do a scrolling for five minutes in inverted commas which generally turns into a half an hour an hour and I thought just put the goddamn phone down and just read one chapter of a book yeah so I think I'm gonna try that we shall see yeah so yeah Dark Harvest I'm still reading that there's quite a Quite, I, I like the idea of the uh, the town that's set in the middle of a swamp. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, quite an interesting take on things, and it's set a few role-playing cogs going. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, like a swampy swamp, like a, I don't know, out in the middle of nowhere swamp, or like a bayou kind of, I'm getting Red Dead 2 vibes. Yeah. Um, so I can't remember what the name of that town was. Son, yeah. Son in Red Dead 2, what were it? Google. But yeah, it's basically just uh, to get to this swamp, you have to get on a raft, and it takes you into the into the town. Yeah. So it's uh, I think it'd be a quite a novel idea to role play a bit of an adventure in the in a swampy town. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Mm-hmm. Or Saint Denis, if you northern. <laughs> Don't realize it's French. <laughs> oh no, that's that'd be a cool idea for um, uh, a game RPG, definitely. Listening-wise, I've just been finishing up the fifth book of A Wheel of Time. Uh, I think I've got mm-hmm. about 10 more hours left of that. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm going to uh, get the sixth one, because I've kind of made the same mistake I did when I was reading it. Because when I was reading it, I only got to like the seventh or eighth book, mm-hmm. and then got a bit burnt out. Yeah. But I think I'm really into the story at the minute. I'm hoping I can contain that momentum because I don't want to then burn myself out again. Yeah, need a bit of a change of scene perhaps. Do, but at the same time, I don't want to. It's like, oh no, I want to mm. know what happens. Yeah, no, I'll get that. I might I might risk one more and then have a break. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight book four already downloaded. Read next. I might give that a bash. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much all I've done. Oh, I'll tell you what else I've been reading as well. After last mm-hmm. week, I've been reading Vason. Oh, okay. But we'll talk about that later. Ooh. And we'll find out what you've been doing. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Um, as I uh, previously alluded to, I have been watching Alice in Borderland on Netflix. I finished it last night because I binged like four episodes in one go. I couldn't restrain myself, I'm afraid. Are these hours? 45 minutes? Uh, about 45 minutes, I think. Mm, yeah, about 45 minutes. It's not an hour. And there's only eight episodes in the first series. And they have definitely set it up so there is going to be a second series. Is it confirmed? I've not seen anything, but they better do because I'll be really, really, really angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> is points of view still a thing? Points of view? Oh, Christ. Dear Netflix, I am really frustrated that you've left me hanging on the conclusion of series one. <laughs> <laughs> what were her name? She did. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. And Anne Robinson. Anne Robinson. Yeah, that's the one. I really, really hope they are making the second series. Um, 
It's all filmed in Japan and they haven't had as much coronary lockdown as us, so I don't know. They're still having the Olympics, so hopefully. Yeah, just to sort of go into that, right? I love watching the Olympics. The last two I have watched properly and synchronised swimming. Oh my God, it's amazing, (laughs) right? If you have not watched it, these women come out and they do this fascinating walk just to get into the pool, right? I can't even, like, imitate it. It's, no, you need to, like, uh, YouTube this stuff. It's so, so good. And I really got into curling. Right. <laughs> I don't know how, but I'm, like, proper giving it some at the telly when they're playing curling. I, I don't know. So you're, so you're a curling expert? <laughs> oh, no, I don't, I don't really Sweet know. Sweet faster. <laughs> I don't really know, but they've got broom and they're giving it some, and it's, you know. I don't know. I digress, but I have really, <laughs> really enjoyed watching the Olympics. Um, so I was really, really looking forward to um, the Tokyo one, obviously before all this malarkey. Yeah. Um, and we were even potentially supposed to be going to Japan, but you know, for my birthday. But that all, you know, went sideways. Anyway, twentieth. My twentieth. Yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> I've I've already given myself up. <laughs> if anybody watches this, they know how old I am. I'm not hiding behind anything. Is that one of them filters? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you you want to go down that road, right? I do you do you have TikTok on your phone? No. Right. This is for younguns, right? <laughs> Um, I, <laughs> I, I downloaded it once ages and ages ago and I had a look at it and I were a bit, oh, okay, it's videos of, you know, scantily clad ladies wiggling their bum at me. Oh, is it? What's it called? A couple <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> and a few funny ones, but, you know, quite a few half naked people as well. And I just thought, yeah. So I deleted it. And then when we've been getting all this up and running and I've been watching videos on, you know, how to promote your channel and what have you, um, they're all saying, you know, get yourself on Twitter, get yourself on Instagram and all that and get yourself on TikTok. And I don't know how the fuck I'd talk on TikTok. I ain't got a clue. But um, so I downloaded it again. And initially it's all the same. Oh, naked girl, naked girl. Ha ha, a bit of a funny, some old woman drinking wine. I don't know, it's weird. Um, but the more you watch it, the you know, like what we were saying, it gives you more videos that you like. So the ones that you stay on yeah. for more than two seconds, it's like, oh, she likes that. We'll show her more of those videos. Now, oh my God, I, I I can't go on TikTok without disappearing down the hole for at least 40 minutes. <laughs> There's actually, I actually saw a, a TikTok, I don't know what you call them, a TikTok video or just a TikTok. I don't know the lingo. And it was a, a lad who like walked into his conservatory and it's daylight and he opens his phone and he's like, oh, I'll just have a little look at TikTok. And then it's dark. <laughs> And it really is like that. There's all these Star Wars ones come up now for me. There's all these like funny little Star Wars clips. And there were this <laughs> rather suggestive uh, video of a, of a man in a Mandalorian outfit that was a bit weird. It's like, it's like, it's like. Am I, am I watching it? Am I turning it off? I think I should probably delete it again because it's just messing with me. I forgot what my original point was. <laughs> you got distracted by scantily clad ninja. <laughs> oh dear, middle-aged woman, it's not my fault. <laughs> I'm having a hot flush. <laughs> Alice in Borderland. That was what I was talking about somewhere. (laughs) Yes, it is awesome. And it is brutal. Oh, there are points when they could have easily taken a a less brutal route and it wouldn't have been a cop-out, you know. It's not like, oh, sunshine and roses, everybody lives, la la la. You know, there were just points where they could have taken a direction a little less murderous and it would have still been okay. But no, they fucking went for the big one. And it is so good. Um, but it wasn't gratuitous either. You know, it wasn't just like, you know, stabbing people for the sake of it. It all had meaning. Um, I say there's only eight episodes, but I absolutely loved it. And say I binged the last four episodes last night and I can't wait for the next series. Please, any gods that anybody believes in, (laughs) let there be another series, please. So if, you know, you ever have the time, invest it in Alice in Borderland because it's real, real good. 
Um, and it has led me on to the thing that I'm going to watch next. Um, it was like a suggestion on Netflix, you know, what to watch next. Called The Mist. I don't know if you know. Not heard of that. Anything booted it. Um, the mist carries their deepest, darkest secrets. It knows them and it waits just outside their door. Not just a remake of James Herbert's Fog. <laughs> That's what I was going to get to. I read The Fog. It must be about 15 years ago. I, I read it years ago, I think. Yeah, I, I think I read it about 15 years ago when the only bit I can remember is near the beginning when some lad starts having a wank in the bloody fog cloud. That's the only bit that I can remember. <laughs> Was that on TikTok? <laughs> it might have been. Oh, no. And then, of course, there's the film The Fog yeah. with Jamie Lee Curtis. The Fog is a 1980 American supernatural horror film directed by John Carpenter, mm. who also co-wrote the screenplay and created the music for it. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. Tom Atkins, Janet Lee, and Al Holbrook. Yeah, I thought she were in it. It tells the story of a strange glowing fog that sweeps over a small coastal town in California bringing with it the vengeful ghosts of mariners who were killed in a shipwreck there hundreds years before. Yeah, um, it's a good film, but it's got nothing to do with the book, has it? The book's completely different. No. So I don't really know if this is just another rehash, but it looked interesting, um, so I'm going to have a go. And in the advert that I saw, I can't remember a name. But it's not a name that I think I would know, to be honest. But it is the older lady that was in American Horror Story. Did you watch that? Uh, I was going to, but it looked too scary. <laughs> Don't do horror. <sighs> the first series of that is really, really good. It's not scary, really. It's more psychological, to be honest with you. That's worse for me. Oh, okay. My, my brain's a weird place at the best of times. <laughs> we'll put a camera in there and have a look. Um, but yeah, the older lady that's in that, and she's also in Six Feet Under, which you probably haven't watched either, but you know. I think I watched a couple of them. I think all I ever do is watch stuff on the telly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're, you know what I'm talking about. The, it used to be on Channel 4, didn't it? Yeah, it's set in an Undertaker's, and it's like a fam the family yeah. that lives there. Yeah. I may have watched the first series. Yeah. The mum in that, anyway. Um, so she's in this, The Mist, um, and I quite like her, although I don't know what her name is, but um, it looks quite cool so i'm going to have a go have a gander yes now i have a new favorite podcast it is called the infinite monkey cage with god himself brian cox and robert no not robert robin ince who i've never heard of but he's quite funny so you know whatever <laughs> um and the episode that i listened to was the history of rock and not the diddly diddly variety a guitar um actual rocks <laughs> <laughs> they did that joke in the uh, podcast as well um did you know brian cox used to be in a band yes i can't he was in the um wasn't wasn't m people was it? no it's not m people I can't remember either, but it's not very important. I would just ask him. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, gonna have to I'm gonna have to consult the Oracle again because these <laughs> listeners are gonna be are gonna be like this nerd bunk. Shit, they know nothing. <laughs> we have, you know, warned people we're old and we can't remember anything. <laughs> Too busy thinking about washing and me tumble dry. Careful what I put here because I don't want to put Brian's cock. <laughs> Born in 1968, he's a physicist and former So he's like old and he looks about 20. He's got like really weird tight skin. <laughs> he was in D-Ream. He was in D-Ream? Things will only get better. That D-Ream. D-Ream, yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was in D-Ream. You sound a bit disappointed. Yeah, though. well, I thought he was in, well, I want to say some a band a bit more credible, but <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> I'm sure he was happy with what he produced. <laughs> now he's like this crazy top physicist who seems to know everything about anything to do with space which is totally cool but yeah it wasn't about that sort of rock it was about like rocks like geology and the secrets the study of rocks can uncover make it sound a bit more exciting when you say it like that. are you going to tell us for the next hour all about the rocks <laughs> no, i don't know enough about rocks i'm sorry um but it was really, really interesting. And the main thing that I took from this episode is that geologists chew bits of rock so that they can tell what's in it. So if you're a geologist going about your geologist type business and you find a rock and you're like, ah, 
there's a rock. And you pick it up and you're like, hmm, I'm going to investigate this rock. And you break a little bit off and you chew it. Not lick, chew. So that you can taste the like grains and the grit and stuff. Which was, uh, I thought was a bit different, in it? <laughs> and it's amazing what they can do now, though, because I watched that thing about Stonehenge the other week. Mm, yeah, yeah. And they were taking soil samples from the bottom of these post holes to see when they were last exposed to UV light. Oh, God. That's so mental. what they have to do is they cover over the bit they're digging and then they can, under darkness, like red light, like a dark room, they scrape yeah. the soil samples and then they can take it back to the lab and they can test, like, all the when the last UV light hit it and that's crazy isn't it? all of what they could sort of reactivate this soil yeah and it's kind of got like this whole history of of its own and it's just like that's that's mad science is cool i know but they make it so boring at school well i i actually quite enjoyed it i really got into chemistry i was massively interested in chemistry for whatever reason when i was like i don't know about 14 maybe something that age i got into it and i'd always like bug my teacher at the end of the lesson like you know come on tell me tell me why did it do this la, 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 la. and she basically told me to like piss off you don't need to know that until you're doing it as a degree <laughs> and i was like yeah and that's supportive teaching in the uk yeah well um you know child with burning desire for chemistry for whatever reason you know all she had to do was point me to a few books or something and if i was going to lose interest i would have lost interest anyway or not and i could have read these books because you know internet didn't really exist then did it and i could have gone on to have been the top chemist or something or even developing covid covid vaccines right now could have been me Maybe. We'll blame that teacher. Mm -hmm. I can't remember a name, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> what the point I was trying to make after the old chewing uh, rocks bit. Next week, um, we're doing a deep dive episode. So, rather than just an hour of rambling. Ramble for two hours. Whatever. Um, I'm going to ramble specifically on the subject of Mars, um, considering all the totally cool stuff that's happening right now. And they're going to bring rocks back from Mars, right? Hopefully. So, are all these geologists going to be having a bit of, <laughs> a bit of nibble <laughs> on these Martian rocks? Hmm, salty. I imagine they'd be a bit expensive to eat. <laughs> Well, oh, we'll get these rocks back and there's just like all these like top, you know, geologists in white coats and cost scientists wear white coats, don't they? What if they all pegged it? What? All the scientists? Yeah, they get this rock and then they all pegged it and we're like, oh, that's, that's, that's screwed our Mars mission up. Oh, they yet it? Oh, well. <laughs> There'd be one geologist in the middle and we're a bit nervous and he's just like, oh yeah, it's great, isn't it? Not of a nine, they're having a right good chomp and they all fall fat on the back dead and he's just like, I'm all right. Oh, that was sexist. I said he, didn't I? <laughs> she. Because she was obviously the sensible one who didn't eat it. <laughs> She's like, no, oh, silly fools. All the men died. Yay, women of the earth. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but there is another more serious note. How rock formations can dictate how people vote and their, I don't want to say life choices, um, ideals, what have you. And they explained this far better than I will. So, you know, give me a break. But in America, um, I think it's in the South where everybody's like Republican. There's like a strip of Democrat voters or it might be the other way around. I'm not sure. Um, and I remember seeing it, you know, when it was on like the telly all yeah. the bloody time when they were trying to figure out if Biden were going to get in. And from doing research into the different types of rocks that are underneath where all these people are voting, some rock structures are more fertile than others. So basically the stuff that grows in those areas, i.e. cotton, um, would grow a lot better over certain types of rock than other types of rock. So where the cotton was growing, where the plantations were, you know, might just influence your opinion on life and your, in inverted commas, working life as to, you know, whether you basically became a Republican or a Democrat and your life opinions. And I say I'm not explaining this very well. They do it really, really good in the podcast and it made so much sense. So go and listen to The Infinite Monkey Cage. After you've listened to us. Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Um, apart from that, the main thing I've been doing this week 
is pissing about making thumbnails for these <laughs> YouTube videos that we've been doing. Typical woman doing her nails. Oh, thumbnails. <laughs> thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as it happens, I've just bought some new gel nail polish. Um, it hasn't arrived yet because, um, well, I don't know, COVID, Royal Mail, whatever. But uh, my nails are currently naked. And when I'm not biting them, which is an awful habit, I know. I do quite like painting them. So. More beauty tips next week. Yeah. Pedicures. Um <laughs> You don't want to see my feet. <laughs> yeah, making these thumbnails for our YouTube videos has been so much fun. And I am aware that they might be a little bit clickbaity, but I would like laughing my head off making them. And there's the one in the one in particular, the um when I met Mary Berry, I was making that and I was like, I thought it was hilarious. I'm laughing, I'm laughing. And then I like finished it and I looked at it and I thought, oh, have I gone too far? <laughs> are you gonna hate me is it not funny is it just horrible and you're gonna be like embarrassed or i don't know so i sent you the picture and you didn't reply straight away and i'm like oh god and they sent it to my other friend and i was like do you think i've gone too far and he said nah be all right no you gotta laugh at yourself and you because somebody else will definitely laugh at you so i uh i would always advocate laughing at yourself and not being too serious and that basically was me last week. Um, so what are we going to talk about this week? Anything burning that you want to discuss? Well, as we discussed Vison last week, I may have accidentally ended up purchasing the whole caboodle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at it, you know, seeing what we were talking about. And it was like, oh, add the basket, enter card number. Accidentally? No. Oh. But no, as soon as I open that box, just the smell of it, it oh, it's its a whole nother product. Absolutely wipes the floor of the D&D books. Paper is so thick. Really? It's its wonderful. The design of it is lovely. Free League products are. Yeah. I think they do it really well. Yeah, the uh, Tales from the Loot book that I've got, yeah. that definitely has a quality to it. Also, like, I haven't read... The, the rules system's pretty much the same. It's, again, it's the... Three leagues year zero engine. So it'd be the same as Alien, same as Tales from the Loop. Yeah. So it's just a D6s. Yeah. Um, the sort of premise of it is you're a bit like Call of Cthulhu, you're an investigator, but you're investigating these monsters, which they call Vason. Mm. It's like a, a group of you that are investigating it. So you get like this meeting house like a big old castle uh, but due to unforeseen circumstances in your life before the adventure there's like only you can see these vason okay so it's only like the select few mm. and i know in the last episode i said i was a bit concerned about the playability of it whether you'd do it a couple of times and it would wear thin yeah yeah but it's actually got like a rule set of how to adjust it to play in other countries so it's got like the uk and you've got all these uk monsters oh. and it's like because then i'm stood in the shower thinking to myself now if you imagine you're this investigator and you go to it's sort of set in victorian time so imagine crystal palace the great exhibition and you're an investigator and then some sort of monster i don't know like spring-heeled jack comes in but you're yeah. but you're only five or six of you can see it you've got to try and stop him from attacking all these other people at the great exhibition oh yeah so yeah. if you go in there sort of shooting at nothing you're then going to have all the police and the you know everyone else sort of like what the hell's going on i just thought it could make some really interesting role playing mm, oh it does sound good the book is very um aesthetically pleasing oh, it's a sexy little book Ooh. by my bedside oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only trouble with the book is it's a massive, great big tome. So you sort of open it. Oh, and it's, okay. Oh, it's a big old thing. Yeah, you wouldn't want to fall asleep with it. It'd knock you out if it landed on your face. Oh. <laughs> Wet you up. I don't think I've um, had any RPG style... Uh, although Stranger Things, my Stranger Things RPG that is just sat there not doing anything. Um, that would bring us on to Stranger Things, the TV show. Um, how long has it been now since Series 3 came out? I want to say a year. It feels ages. I thought 4 was going to drop around 
October time like it did the year before. Well, they I mean, they had to stop filming, but they are apparently filming again now. What's his face? Um, Finn Wolfhard, he's done a couple of interviews recently talking about it, but there are no dates involved um, as to when it's going to release. But he has said it will be the darkest season ever. So I know they're all a bit older now, aren't they? So um... I was I was a bit disappointed with it, to be honest. The first one I loved. Yeah. The second and third one was like, mm, it's all right, but it's not. Still not the first one. The first season, was that based? I can't remember how it even worked now. Did Was it based on a book or did, was it the... Them brothers did it, didn't they? Or am I talking out my arse? Yeah. So the first season was a bit more concise in its mission. Um, and then obviously it's done well. Yeah, I remember reading an interview with them. I'm sure that they said they've kind of had years to put together and plan the first season. Yeah. And then yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we want a second one. And they're like, oh shit we've only got a year to plan and do this one yeah so it's not yeah it's not not the same no the first one you're gonna it's a labor of love they're gonna do it to be creative and show everyone what they can do and i i just feel it was better I mean, the second and third one were all right. It's good. I mean, it's definitely a programme that I'm staying with um, and I will definitely watch season four and I have enjoyed it. It's not sort of totally lost me or anything. And it will be interesting because they're older now, you know, when you're saying it's the darkest season ever, but then they're older. So I suppose the level of things that they can do is going to be higher, isn't it? I'm not sure what rating it was or if it's going to go up a rating potentially. But like um, Walking Dead... I don't know if you ever watched any of that. I watched it up to the prison. When it first started, however many millions of years ago it was, it was before Game of Thrones and it was like the first programme of its type. And I was like, oh my God, you know, this series, zombies, it's amazing. And then it just got really, really boring. So, oh, they've split up. The comics did. They've got together again. Comics was exactly the same. Did they? Oh, so you can't even blame TV people. No, the comic, I found the comics got boring and I stopped them. Oh, and then it felt to me that they were trying to compete with Game of Thrones and they got more brutal just to try and keep up. And I, I, I watched it up to... I think the first time I watched it up to... Oh, God... Um, the hospital bit. And that was a bit of a labour of love, getting that far, to be that honest. That was in the first episode, weren't it, when he woke up in the hospital? Oh, shut up. You know what? Later, later, <laughs> later. <laughs> Much later. I don't know what series it was. And I, I tried it a second time. I was like, okay, maybe I just lost my way. I was working too much, whatever. And I still, it's just... I was like watching it out of habit and it was just so dull. Yeah. But I did watch on a clip or something that bit where, the, you know, they crack Glenn over the head and his eyeball like pops out. And I don't mind gory things, but I just thought that was really unnecessary. It didn't feel proportionate. Yeah. And it just felt like they were trying to compete with Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, you know, this new series is like really gory and sweary and everything. Oh, we've got to compete with that because that's what people want. And it it just didn't feel proportionate to the programme, which annoyed me. A bit like... Uh, did you ever watch Black Sails? Yes. I'm sure that's what it's called. The piratey thing. I've watched the first two. And I've watched the first few episodes of the... Third and final season. Yeah. Um that that was another one. The swearing in that felt it felt disproportionate. I I don't know. But they're pirates. I know, but it just didn't work like Game of Thrones. Maybe it's because they're northern. <laughs> Maybe that's what <laughs> it is. <laughs> um The pirates were northern. No, the in Game of Thrones, you know. Oh. Jon Snow. They don't talk like that, but they he tries. The, everything that happened in Game of Thrones felt completely proportionate. The violence, the swearing, everything felt like it belonged in that film. It was, to me, the most realistic fantasy programme I've ever, I've ever watched, if that's not a total contradiction. It just, like, worked in my head, if you know what I mean. That's because it's such low fantasy. I'm not sure if you're insulting me there. <laughs> you can explain. No, the, fant- the fantasy of it is quite low. There's not really yeah. any monsters or yeah. anything there's even the spell casters aren't great big fireball yeah. and everything it's sort of sneaky yeah low low fantasy yeah. setting and i think that works better yeah it, it, it felt really really believable and really really good and say so i watched a few episodes of that black sails and it 
I, it just felt like the, the swearing wasn't right. It's like they were doing it to get people's attention. I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with swearing or anything, obviously, because, you know. I found it kind of, it had a formula. It was kind of fighting, mm. swearing, mm. nudity. Yeah. Go back to some fighting. Forced. It felt forced. Yeah. And to be honest, there wasn't enough nudity. <laughs> Should complain. Points of view. Should have put it on. Get on TikTok. There's plenty of nudity on TikTok. <laughs> so yeah, Stranger Things for <laughs> whenever they decide to release that. I don't know, but I am I am uh, looking forward to watching it. Which leads me on to uh, this is something that I need to get a button to say. Did you ever watch? And then I'm not going to waste my vocal cords. I can just press the button. Did you ever watch Lost? No. <laughs> I'm quite glad I didn't, because I know quite a few people that moaned about the last one. Well, it's coming to Disney Plus when we get that star thing. Star channel? Tomorrow, 23rd. Oh, okay. oh wow, okay. Um. Well, it's coming. It's coming to the UK. Just in time for our renewals. Uh, we're still on a free thing. I think we've got four months left of a free thing that we got with a phone. Lost is a really good series, but... Now, my other half loves it, okay, and we'll enjoy watching it all the way, all the way, all the way till the ending. And then he's like, yeah, 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 it's great. Love the ending. Fantastic. And I'm like, what load of dog shit? <laughs> I hate the ending. <laughs> Is that your critical review of it? I've watched it three times now. The whole shebang, all series, all episodes. I think I've watched it three times through. Hayley, three stars. Great, but the ending's absolute dog shit. <laughs> The first series is so good. The level of intrigue is fantastic. And there's loads of like Easter eggy hidden layers of things if you're into all that. Uh, it's JJ Abrahams, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I think they had too many writers doing it and it got too complicated and things didn't necessarily mesh well together for me. And the ending felt like, oh, we've got this storyline, this storyline, this storyline, this storyline. How can we bring it all together? Oh, we'll just say it with this. Da-da! And nah, just fuck me off. They took the easy route out. For me, yeah. It was, uh, oh, it was magic. You know, like bloody Dallas. It was all a dream. You know, that sort of an, an ending. They don't know what to do, so they come up with this idea that's, you know, it was all a dream, which is shit because they could, uh, you know, it, it was really, really good. And then it just wasn't, which annoyed me supremely. But I like it enough to watch it a fourth time all the way through. So go watch it. <laughs> dog shit. But you really like the dog shit. But there are some really, really good bits in it. Really good. You know, things that you could bring into a D&D &D game good. Oh my God, I've just totally reminded myself of something that I didn't mention earlier. <laughs> this is going to be a three hour show, okay? Um, <laughs> when I was talking about Alice in Borderland, there, I'm not sure what episode number it was. It might have been five six potentially they have to do puzzles and games right and one of them is something that we did in a DD &D session and i was like oh my god i know the answer Ta -da! I know. <laughs> this is insane i hate puzzles in DD because i'm so shit at them i think it was the first game that we played together it was the light bulb and you have to touch it to see if it's warm oh uh, yeah, you had to work out. You have switches and the door closes. Yeah. And you have to work out which switch turns the light bulb on, but the door's closed so you can't see it. Yeah. So you do the switch and then you wait, and if the bulb's hot, then that's the switch. And it was in this episode, and I'm I know the fucking answer. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I really wanted to mention is I might be applying for a new job. Uh, yeah. Well, probably not, but it's <laughs> a new job is is, is is a mother, not a fulfillment awarding enough. Oh, don't do please do not get me started on the whole mother housewife bullshit oh, I that see. I have to contend with. So we've done nine episodes and you now think you're the bigger star than me and you're gonna leave me and you're gonna shoot off onto Let me tell you what the job is. Okay. Planet 40k's cleaner. <laughs> I'm already Planet 40k's bucket cleaner. <laughs> The European Space Agency <laughs> have opened applications for astronauts. Okay. Any age, any walk of life. But what's what's the Wi-Fi signal like <laughs> on, on the space station? Um, I don't think they have Wi-Fi, do they? I don't know. I can't afford to do this on dial-up. <laughs> 
Oh God. <laughs> no, I um would if you could, would you go to space? I, I think we've asked. Absolutely. Absolutely, without shadow of a doubt. But it would have to be as a you know, a passenger, a commercial, because I've I've watched some of the training things that you have to do to be an astronaut. I I I don't like having my head underwater because it freaks me out. I don't think I could go in a submarine. I'd be having palpitations because you can't <laughs> get out. I watched some on potholing, you know, like caving. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, oh, you've got to like breathe in and then breathe out to get through this like tiny little shelf. I, I have done potholing. Oh, no. And I can remember squeezing through this gap and I was a lot skinnier then. But I'm scraping my belly along the front as I'm sort of pulling myself along. Yeah. Then you can just feel the rock pushing down on your back. Oh Jesus. No. And it's like, yeah, this is a and I think it was only like it was only like two or three meters I had to pull yourself through. It's like a cave in Wales. <laughs> Not for me. Because I always wanted to I wanted to do it underwater. <gasps> I wanted to do like the sub oh, no. caving. <laughs> I hate heights, but I love stuff like that. See, no, I could stand on something really tall because you're not trapped. It's just open space, you know. Don't be a dick and fall off the edge and you're laughing. Yeah, fall to your death. Yeah, but just don't go near the edge. If you're putting yourself in a cave where you've got this much to squeeze through and no air and water and all the rest of it, you're trapped. You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die a really long, slow, miserable death. You know, if I fell off a building, that's it, isn't it? Okay, so you won't go in a submarine, yet you'll go in a space rocket that soon as you get outside the space rocket or space station, you'll end up dead. Okay. So isn't it technically the same? Yeah, but this is a... That's what I'm saying. This has to be like a commercial endeavour, you know, when all the shit's been done and I just sort of strap myself into my little airline seat and please replace your tray table and put chairs in the upright position and all that. We are now approaching Mars, you know. I could do that. The The idea of going far enough up so I can see Earth as a planet I think that'd like mech me. There's a, there's only there's only a couple of things I'd really genuinely like to do before I die, and that's one of them. And the other one is to see a real life narwhal, which, to be honest, I'm not sure which is going to come first, if either. So <laughs> into space. Yeah, probably the whole training to be an astronaut. I I, I know for a fact I won't be able to do. I mean, I I watched you know officer and a gentleman when they're in that Navy SEALs training thing or whatever it is, and it goes upside down in the water. I'm panicking watching it no not for me i've done i don't know how many g's the astronauts take off experience when they're taking off mm. but i've done at uh, epcot what disney world they've got their mission to mars and the ride is kind of basically one of them things that spin you around and you get the g's oh. i can't remember the name of them but you i think you get something like three or four g experiences if you're taking off yeah and i have to say it felt like my calf muscles were being ripped out the back of my leg oh. It was just horrible. No. I still went and did it three, four times. But yeah, if you fancy being an astronaut, applications are open till May, I think. I think I'd give it a pass. Mm. It does sound very exciting, though. And it's the first time they've ever done anything like this, if ever, for a really, really long time. And the fact that it's all ages and all walks of life, you know, you could be like anybody from anywhere. And I just think that's really cool. Get that application in now, folks. Yes. And I have, jumping back to good old Netflix, um, there's another series. Um, I've not watched it. I've only seen an advert for it, but it looks very interesting. What's it called? Tribes of Europe. It's German and it is classed as brutal sci-fi. So we might be channeling a little bit of 28 Days Later in it, but hopefully they won't Fudge it up. Oh, Tribes of Europa. Sharing elements with Game of Thrones, The 100 and The Hunger Games, Netflix's German language dystopia is packed with suspense, bloodshed and power struggles. They all like living tribes. Yeah. And these people that you're following, they were born into the Origin tribe, um, a Robin Hood-like forest commune, carrying around supplies, taking hunting trips, dancing together... And that just gave me a total D&D &D vibe, so... When have your character ever danced in D&D? Ha-ha. <laughs> if you don't dance on Wednesday... Chi-Chi LaVey has danced. I forgot, I forgot about that. She got pissed on some dodgy wine, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you, you were seduced by that Sator, weren't it? That... Yeah, yeah. Um, 
she she is a dragonborn bard and i use the term she in a, a drag queen type sense um i'm not quite sure what sex she is i'm not sure that she knows either but it doesn't matter because she's having fun and she loves herself she danced oh that reminds me of something mortal combat <laughs> very 90s techno isn't it mortal kombat anyway the the new trailer you have seen that though haven't you i did watch that after you posted it yeah and it it looked interesting up to the point of there's this tournament and it was like oh. yeah but it's a game isn't it <laughs> but i i remember i remember games, watching the old one <laughs> yeah the games didn't interest me that much so i never really got into the films i was much more of a racing car game guy mm-hmm. outrun v rally need for speed Colin McRae. Oh, I loved that game. I loved the new uh, one of the newish ones. When you could be the police car. Yeah. Was it Rivals or Summit? I'm not sure, but I remember being a police car and thinking that was like the dogs. The original Grand Theft Auto. I don't know why. Oh, I can literally like see it right now. Top down. <sighs> I have yeah. got the new one, but I've never put it on the PlayStation because I figured that the download would be like six weeks worth of catch-ups i did play it for a bit but it didn't really it didn't really do out much for me i think i was i was playing skyrim like all day every day so i wasn't bothered but mortal kombat film looks tremendous and killing a guy with a weapon made out of his own blood that you've frozen in midair <laughs> how cool was that right. that's really cool <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, it's quite really cool. cool. We're talking about films and Netflix. I did see that uh, Tim Burton is supposedly directing a Wednesday Adams TV series for Netflix. Ooh, Tim Burton is Johnny Depp going to be in it? Uh, Maybe not at the minute. More than likely, Helena Bonham Carter. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the the announcement on thenerdy.com says that uh, Netflix has made the official announcement on Wednesday that it has placed an order for an eight-part series entitled Wednesday. The new series will be a live-action series focused on Wednesday Adams' time at Nevermore Academy. Tim Burton will make his TV directorial debut on the series that will see the Adams' daughter sleuthing on supernaturally infused mysteries. Wednesday Adams attempts to master the emerging psychic ability, what a monstrous killing spree that has terrorised the local town, and solve the supernatural mystery that has embroiled her parents for 25 years, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. There's no word as of cool. yet who is cast for the TV series or any sort of production timelines. Hmm. I wonder who they're going to cast as Wednesday Adams. I don't know. I don't well, know, I don't know <laughs> who would do it. I know they've just cast her in that The Last of Us, but... That girl from Game of Thrones, the youngish one that was like in charge oh, of her um, whole. Oh God, what's her You know what I'm talking about. Yes. She could be quite interesting in that role. Yeah. Maybe she's got that look about her. <laughs> I think Christina Ricci is a bit old, so. I know, but yeah. it, that looks iconic. Yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? It's, it's put the wig on, and it could be yeah. sort of anyone. It's like I don't know who I, I don't know who I'd pick for that. I can't think of anybody but then i don't know a lot of sort of young female actresses so well i don't watch anything so oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucks that one doesn't it rangers of the new republic star, star wars show yeah now this may be just one of those bullshitty clickbaity bollocky stories because there's so much bullshit on the internet isn't there fake news fake news, fake news. um <laughs> rangers of the new republic is apparently in jeopardy because the Carano exit door, stage door left. Is she going to be in it? Well, don't know. Rangers of the New Republic. What is what? What does that say to you as a Star Wars person who knows more about it than I do? Um, I know very little about that side of Star Wars. What do you think it would imply? Because she she was a shock trooper, wasn't she? Yeah. So the New Republic is going to be what set after Jedi. So probably the same sort of timeline as the Mandalorian. Mm. Other than that, I don't I don't know whether it's going to be like a collection of sort of some of the veteran clone troopers. Hmm. She could have fit into it though, yeah. perhaps as a as a series. But I think I think the title was just a bit clickbaity, to be honest. But it did lead me back to the good old Mandalorian, which you know is worth anything in my book. Welcome to the Mandalorian cast. <laughs> 
I totally didn't realise, and I've got a name written down because I didn't know what a character name was either. Bo-Katan's number one, Koskareev. Um, it was Sasha Banks, the wrestler. I like totally didn't put two and two together. I'd obviously seen the episode and I know who Sasha Banks is and I didn't realise it was Sasha Banks. That means nothing to me. It means nothing to you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, Vienna. Don't... Well, I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. Is this like WWF or... Yeah, well, not the World Wildlife Foundation, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was WF, but then that's the Wildlife Foundation, so they got done and yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah, wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Um, I have had phases where I enjoy watching it. I, I watched a sort of a specific... I watched it back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah, it used to come on Sky, you know. The, I was aware of The Undertaker and a few other people, but I never watched it properly. It's only in the past sort of like 10 years that I've watched bits and bobs, but... And I went to see... I've seen a couple of live shows. Yeah, I've been more than once, and they were good. Um, but yeah, Sasha Banks, anyway, I did not actually realise it was her. So if there is a lack of strong female characters that have a fighting background, she's there. And also, while I was looking her up, there is a female officer on Moff Gideon's ship, and they give her quite a bit of camera time despite the fact that I don't think she says anything, if nothing much at all. Yes, yeah, I know the yeah, one you mean. Yeah, and it's like, okay, we're getting to see her face a fair bit, but nothing's actually happening, so that feels like a bit of a... She's just reporting off the computer screens or some, you know, I've sent that message. Yeah, but it feels like a bit of a, a nugget for they may be making her more important in the future. Um, She is actually, well, her name's Katie O'Brien, apparently, and she's a fighter, wrestlery type person as well. Um, so that's two females who know what they're doing. Um, who could knock us both out in one fell swoop. Um, so you know, Carano slung her up, but um, there's two more ladies waiting to take up the mantle. So I think they could um, make something of those should they wish to. I think with the team they've got at the minute. Lucasfilm, uh, they could take yeah. it in 101 different ways, even ways that we didn't realise. Uh, I still think it'd be amazing as long as they keep Ryan Davis away from it. Is he? I've seen some. I don't like listening to rumours about Star Wars because there's literally a million voices all saying different things, and it's oh, it's hard work. I'd rather just wait and see what happens. I think, but there's a new three-part film. Yes, I think he's supposed to still be linked with it. Yeah. yeah. Who who is he and what's his beef or what's your beef with him? Uh, he directed the really shit second new film. Oh, okay. See, uh, there's there's just too much that goes on in this Star Wars and Disney, and it's all ever so complicated. And because we have access to everything now, problem is you've got you've got the films, but then the story kind of continues in the books, and then it continues mm. in the comics. And then it continues with TV shows and then it's got cartoons and you're just like, yeah, it'd be a full time job trying to watch it. And that that's why I've sort of given up a little bit. It's like I used to try and, you know, have the knowledge and watch things properly, but it's physically impossible. But that's also kind of a good thing. I mean, it's like when you look at Netflix and Amazon, Disney and even like the BBC and other streaming services and whatever, there is so much out there now. You physically cannot watch everything. Whereas like back in the day, it used to be, oh, yeah. this new series is on telly and everybody would watch it. Oh my God, have you seen the latest episode of da da da? But you just can't do that anymore. But I don't think it's such a bad thing because like we can talk about something that you know you've watched on Netflix and it could be 10 years old but you've only just got around to watching it so it's still fresh so I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing yeah no there's too much Star Wars I mean all them bloody things that they announced it's exciting but it's also like fucking hell yeah I need another life just to watch all this crap <laughs> thanks for watching listening uh you can find us on pretty much all the social medias uh, the links will all be posted down below we hope you enjoyed this episode thanks a lot guys I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Intro music is Battle Theme by Kamiku and is used under Creative Commons Zero License. All copyrights are property of their holders and everything else belongs here in the bunker. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram at NerdBunkerPod and like us on Facebook. Please leave a review as it really helps them out. Thank you for listening. It smelt like sweaty socks, but you still drank it.